This is The Culture Code with Kevin Cruz, founder and CEO of LeadX, the platform that helps you scale and sustain a high-performance culture. Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz. Welcome back to another episode of The Culture Code. Super excited for our guest today, the Chief People Officer at Box, Jessica Swank. Jess, welcome. And where are you joining from today? Hello, Kevin. Hello uh, around the world. So excited to be here today. So I'm joining from Redwood City, California. Love it. Redwood City. And we're here to talk about culture. And I just want to put it into context first. Can you share with us, you're in Redwood City. And a big question among chief people officers is the whole like, uh, do we call people back to the office, remote first, hybrid, et cetera? Where has Box landed on that? So as we think about culture, we know the context of that conversation. Yeah, no, it is definitely a a really important question. And I think we're all in kind of this grand experiment. So we have taken the approach of being hybrid, which that means kind of a couple times a week, we have what we call IRL days and real life days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, where we try and, you know, come together, create that community and connection in real life. But we also have about 30% of our boxers around the world who are off the remote. So we want to make sure that no matter where you're working, no matter what you're doing, that you can be successful. But yes, we are really committed to this hybrid with a lot of flexibility. (laughs) Jess, anyone in the tech space knows your company, Box, super successful company. But for those who might not be familiar with the company, they might think you sell boxes or something, which is certainly not what (laughs) you guys do. So tell us about the company and a little bit about the size and what you offer. Yeah, so Fox, we are the leader in the content cloud space. And what that means is, you know, we all have a lot of data these days. So we provide a way for customers, for employees to, in a highly secure way, capitalize on that content, share, collaborate internally, externally. And then we have a lot of integrations with other SaaS tools. So you know, Microsoft, Google, Slack, Zoom, you name it. So again, it is really this, a way to take all your data and provide it in a very highly structured way. About how many boxers are there? We have just a shy of 2,600 boxers around the world. And we have a number of customers. So we have almost three-fourths of Fortune 500 as customers and over 120,000 customers. So we are definitely global and we're growing, which is also the exciting part. That's very exciting. Do I get a gold star for using the phrase boxers? Because I did hear you reveal that (laughs) internal word in your very first answer, which is a sign of strong culture. Yes, I say that without even realizing. But yes, Kevin, (laughs) we are boxers globally. In previous episodes, I always kind of have the listen for like how many minutes go by before (laughs) someone says what they call their colleagues. And I think the earlier in the segment, the stronger the culture. So you did great. But culture is a squishy thing. Not everybody even knows how to describe what culture is and every culture is different. So describe the box culture to me. Like you said, it's, I think, often hard to really describe. However, I think a couple of key tenets to our culture is one, we are a founder-led organization. So our CEO, Aaron Levy, is one of the co-founders and he's still CEO, as well as our CFO, Dylan Smith. And so I think that has a lot to do with this sense of, you know, kind of a startup mentality scale and at growth. And so we deliver high drive, you know, that GSD, which is one of our values, but also an incredible focus on culture, on people, on communities. And I think that to me is part of our secret sauce, as well as I would say we have a lot of fun. We laugh. It's a very open, transparent culture. 
which I think makes a lot of the hard work a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. And just shout out, like I said, to your founder CEO, you know, Aaron is really respected in the industry and obviously new companies and startup companies, the culture almost inevitably comes from the founder or founding team. It's sort of let's model their behaviors. And yet Aaron has continued to lead the company at scale now for quite some time. And so then it becomes your job, your team's job to help spread that culture that he started, that he represents throughout the organization. So how do you do that? Because you have a lot of boxers and they're not all, you know, hanging out in the same place anymore. How do you foster this culture? I think a couple of ways. One is we have really strong values. We have seven values that are absolutely embedded into everything that we do. So, you know, everything from, you know, as we hire, we look for culture ads. So again, we want diversity. We want the sense of, you know, one of our values is bring your blank self to work. So we want a really that sense of diversity, equity, inclusion, top of mind, but also we want people and potential boxers who actually really align for our values. So everything from hiring to development to promotions to compensation, right? Even our performance management, we look at the what and the how, the underpinning of those values. So again, recognition as well. So we have what we call Proud Cloud Awards, which recognize and reward those boxers who exemplify the values. So again, like you said, Kevin, it's not just, you know, kind of the platitudes, they actually are embedded into how we talk, but also the actions that we take. So I would say that's one I would say the second part of our culture is a real commitment to creating a sense of belonging. And with that, it's yes, it's creating, you know, diverse voices and welcoming those and creating that sense of inclusion. But it is that real warm sense of, hey, we want no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, to be able to feel like you have a place and you are seen and heard here at Box. And I would say the third one that for me is incredibly important is we're very transparent open, collaborative organization. And so I think that sense of culture where being owner is one of our values and that sense of like, hey, we are all part of this. And it is up to every single one of us to make sure we're exemplifying, adding to building that culture, not only looking back at what it's been, but really thinking about the future and where we want to go. Jess, you packed so much gold in that answer. I just want to make sure everyone heard some of these key pieces, including It starts with hiring, who you're attracting, right? Great culture attracts a certain type of person, or you want it to, and will reject just as many, right? Great culture doesn't fit everybody. And so it really starts with getting the right people on the bus, to use that old phrase. You talked about linking recognition to people who are exhibiting the values. I always talk about strategic recognition. I'm going to say, thank you, Jess, for working a little late tonight. So it's thank you, behavior, that shows your ownership mindset. It's a great example for others of what it means to have an ownership mentality. So you link that recognition right back to that value and it makes it a strategic recognition. So much cool stuff. Now, let me jump though to, I am passionate about manager training, (laughs) leadership (laughs) development, weird thing I know. No, I love it. (laughs) It's like, so let's say, I don't know the real numbers. You have 2,600-ish employees. You probably have 400-ish people managers. So they are the filter of the communication, the gate back and forth. 70% of engagement is tied to who your manager is. But you're not a super big company. You probably don't have tons of resources to invest in this population. So what are you doing to support them, to train them so they can foster culture? I love that that 
is your belief, Kevin, because I fully agree. And I think it is one of the most challenging roles in organizations, right? Because even now we have managers who are not just managers, you know, that's not just all that they do. They are player coaches, they're managers, and yet they have their own deliverables. And they, as you said, they are at the front line of so much in incredibly challenging times and what they're having to filter and communicate and be aware of and deliver on and personal, professional, it's immense. So I have a lot of just compassion and gratitude for all the managers around the world. And a couple of things that we do. So one is we have a monthly manager power hour, and this is an hour long. I lead it, our team leads it. It's both strategy, what is going on, but then enablement. So, you know, what are programs? What do they need to know? We do some training. So that's one. We also have a biweekly manager newsletter that we send out. We have a Slack channel for questions. We also do a lot of focused development. So we have development and coaching programs available for our managers. And then we also look at, you know, if you're a new manager, whether you're a new manager to box, where the, you know, you might have external expertise and experience, or you're an internal promoted manager, we have a what we call manager accelerate program, which is a six month program, where we put people through again, a very robust trainings, but also it's not only trainings, it's coaching, it's sharing, it's that enablement, just making sure that the managers are best and up for success. So we're working on that, you know, one of the challenges and again, observations, as you mentioned, is, you know, also what that looks like around the world mm. differs. So what that looks like in the US is different than what it looks like in our Poland site versus what it looks like in, you know, kind of Japan. So we're also trying to think about what are some of those commonalities, but then where and how do we also need to support local managers with local issues? Yeah, great stuff. And again, just to build a little bit, I just did some LinkedIn rants on this topic about how we love to see developmental nuggets sent through their Slack or the team's channels, et cetera, because you want to deliver things in the flow of work where people are hanging out, right? Bite size. Yep. Everybody's too busy for work, but they're on that. Great. And at LeadX, we're seeing a huge drop off in people doing pre-work in a flipped classroom model. Yes. But people do what's on their calendar, right? So they always say it's all time management. You know, if you really want to do something, put it on your calendar, not your to-do list. So those monthly and... And this is stealable for all the listeners. Listen, the leadership power hour, right? So once a month, have a power hour where you get people together and then it's on the calendar. There's that cadence. And perhaps we won't have to go into the details, but maybe there's some breakouts. Maybe there's some cohorts. Maybe there's some peer study buddy conversations. Lots of things you can do. It's not one or the other. The big thing I love, Jess, is unfortunately what I hear too often in these conversations is people say, we do great leadership development. We cover these 18 competencies in a two-hour webinar, period. <laughs> well, how many of those things are going to be remembered and applied in the weeks ahead, right? So it's not a program. It's a system. It's an ongoing thing. And it sounds like you've got a robust system in place. Exactly. And I think it's that system. It's building those habits on a day-to-day level and then helping to reinforce along the way. And again, we have a coaching mentality where, hey, we call them nudges, right? We might nudge you and say, hey, you know, this might be, you know, have you thought about it? You know, let's make sure that we talk about the why to reinforce. We also have a biannual, what we call Learn Fest, so twice a year where we have also then manager-specific content. So everything from you know, how to be a better manager or leader to make mom proud. One of our values, we have a whole session around it. So we have both boxer editions, but then also managers to say, hey, what this looks like. Situational leadership, one of my personal favorites that we roll out across all of our managers as well. One of your values is actually make mom proud? 
Yes, make mom proud. It's my favorite. <laughs> See how sticky is that, right? Instead of integrity, <laughs> make mom proud. We all know what that means. We know, right. I love it. And we've tried to also have an asterisk of, you know, or whoever you admire most, right? Because we want to also be inclusive. But again, that sense of we want to act with integrity no matter what we do, no matter where we are. Yeah, I absolutely love that. As you know, this is a short format podcast. We don't have a lot of time left, but I want to spend some minutes on some quick, maybe a little bit more fun questions, starting with, all right, Jess, you're waving a magic wand and suddenly every boxer has a book or maybe it's a podcast or some other media and they're guaranteed to read it, consume it, take it to heart, integrate it into their work. What would you send everybody? I am a big fan of Adam Grant's Think Again, both the book and the podcast. And to me, yes, it's the book and the podcast, but it's the way of thinking. It's to be able to say, we question our assumptions. Do we have bias in there? Is there a different way that we could think about and do that? So again, just I think it's a great framing. And I use just even that, that thought experiment often in my day. Great. Now I'm going to actually back up because I forgot to ask you, you covered so many cool things from the most recent, the Learn Fest to the Power Hours and all these things, like you gave us so many stealable ideas, but is there anything else that you wanted to spotlight or any other program that you get especially great results from that you wanted to share? I think probably the only other one that I would note is that we are just constantly trying to pilot and learn new things. And so one that we are actually piloting is integrating DEI into our leadership and that development. Because again, going back to managers, I think that right now, the sense of how do you train? How do you think about this across the organization? It's incredibly important. So that is one that we are piloting and we're getting a lot of positive feedback on and we're looking to roll out next year globally. That's great. Now, I'm going to ask you to go back in time to the first day you became a chief people officer. (laughs) <laughs> you probably know some things now that you didn't know on that day. So write a Slack message back in time to a younger version of Jessica Swank. Like, what advice would you give her? I would say make sure you understand compensation and executive compensation because a lot of work that you do is with the compensation committee. And I think for many of us who grew up, like I grew up through recruiting and people partners, I didn't have that expertise. And so day one, I remember my first compensation committee, you need to be that expert. So either formal training or informal training, make sure you understand at least the fundamentals of compensation, especially that comp. That's great. We're talking now, this interview is late October of 2023. I assume you have your 2024 plans in place. So mm-hmm. like, what's a priority that you and your team are going to lean into or focus on for next year? Yeah, as I mentioned, we just passed the 1 billion mark last year. And so we have our site set on 2 billion and beyond. So we have what we call our people path to 2 billion that is really driving the focus areas for not only Fox and how we scale, but also for our people and communities organization. And so we broke that down into a couple of different areas, including, you know, how do we scale talent and culture? How are our processes fit for scale? They might be great for 2,000 people. Are they going to be great when we're at 4,000, 6,000, for example? So that's the work we're going to be doing over the next couple of years, which is super exciting. And then I think, too, with the, you know, we are big believers of utilizing our own product. And so that box on box mentality. So we're also super excited as a team and company about Box AI, which is a product that we're launching as well as 
hubs, which is kind of a central way and compository, which is kind of going to be a game changer that link with the box AI for, I think, our own people and communities team, but I think a lot of functions and organizations this coming year. So super excited about both of those. I love that. In the last employee engagement survey uh, LeadX did, research project we did, Future Vision was at the top of the list for the most motivating factor. Mm -hmm. We all want a strong, compelling future. And yet, too often, company strategies and things are too complicated for us to really remember and get motivated by. But I love what you just said, people path to 2 billion. Like, inside that is a whole bunch of drivers, and inside each driver is a bunch of action. Like, I know you've got those details, and yet everybody can remember and get excited by the people path to 2 billion. So I applaud you on that. The AI part is probably the most exciting thing going on in Box over the next year, I assume. Absolutely. We've developed it internally, taken the best of external. So we're building on that. But again, using that in the box platform, it's secure, it's collaborative. I think it's really going to be a game changer. I'm super excited. Love it. Chief People Officer at Box, Jessica Swank. Jessica, thanks for all the work that you do and for giving me some precious time on a Friday afternoon. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for all you do. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Culture Code Podcast. Are you looking to build, refine, or revamp a training program? We team up with companies like Northwestern Mutual, Cineos Health, and Duck Creek Technologies to roll out highly engaging training series for emerging leaders, new managers, women in leadership, high potential managers, sales enablement, and more. Check it out at leadx.org. What makes these series so uniquely engaging? We help you build a full system of development that leverages our cutting-edge platform and world-class training. We blend together world-class cohort-based virtual training and group coaching, personalized nudges, micro-learning, and on-demand office-hour-style coaching. Go check it out at leadx.org. Mm-hmm.